1: So Geno Smith as as we have it there on the um on the graphic 23 for 34, 212 yards, two touchdowns, 104 pass rating. I don't have his QBR offhand. I can get that though. Um, but um like you said, he had some there were some drops. I mean he played better than that stat line. Um they they were um three for thirteen on third downs, and I think that some of the, the drops or the opportunities that they squandered were on third downs weren't they
0: yes yes definitely and also you know if if, when you get to the red zone numbers but also in the red zone it's sort of stalled out right because they missed the opportunities fire and the
1: other stat of importance were the um the sacks three sacks which isn't an egregious number but not a great number either but I believe all three of them came in the first half right um and you know you had austin Blythe out for quite a bit of time and of Mm -hmm. course uh don wink quote-unquote martindale is notorious for his pressure and blitz packages right and i think two of them were unblocked right so
0: yes and, and and um i think neither of them were on Geno smith in terms of you know you go re- review the film and you go, oh, quarterback, you, you need to throw hot off this. But you can, as a quarterback, point out, hey, this guy's coming to let your running back 100% know. You can also get to the line of scrimmage quicker, which isn't just on the quarterbacks on the play cooler. And they did feel they were snapping it at one a lot, which wasn't the case of undressing blitzes, mm. but it was more the case of we're taking a bit too long. And, um, but yeah, I mean, really the travis homer like mark sanchez i thought did a good job again in yeah. the booth and yeah just did. sort of explaining football succinctly and accurately and in the moment and he put that on homer and it, i mean it looked like it was on homer right like he's not even looking yeah. there the guy did a good job disguising skies and as though he's in man coverage then he comes along and oh dear um gino gets whacked right. did well to hold on to that football yeah he did
1: and the fact that they didn't give any Sex up in the second half kind of demonstrates their uh, the adjustments they made um and the ability to stay organized for it so um yeah this offense is they've had complete games for sure but they definitely if they have in the games where they've been kind of lopsided you know at first it was they come out the gate hot and then they have poor second halves but the fact that they can bounce back after a rough first half you know like the, the cardinals game and different then this ways game, to win yeah, I mean, like they've got fight in them, and they're they're not a one-trick or two-trick pony. They've got multiple tricks um, that they've trained their ponies to be able and to execute. Canters and, gallops, uh, canters, gallops, canters, um, equestrian moves. A, which again, still if, learning. if if any of our the equestrian sect of our audience wants to chime in with some more details hmm. on the types of um, gates from they horse-related species. Factions, sect, portions. Lobby.
0: I'm feeling a bit of pressure personally.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so
0: the the other uncharacteristic, uh, well, not well, very uncharacteristic errors from this person, but the kind of weird funk of the offense was Tyler Lockett's game until his touchdown catch, which was excellent, and that's a sublime drive that I'd like to speak to. But while we're on the topic of errors. Lock it, fumbles it um, in a really weird way, sort of like he was, a. I mean, he's been uh, trying to protect himself from contact for a while and he's sort of in a, going into his usual sort of cradle position as he was tackled and the ball comes loose, gives up the ball at the two-yard line. To that point, the Seahawks' defense had basically been pitching a shutout and unfortunately that removed the shutout because, you know, two-yard line's tough to get the stop, mm-hmm. right?
1: Right, for sure,
0: and so that sucked. <laughs> and then Lockett has the the drop touchdown where.
1: For the record, I agree that it
0: sucked. <laughs> wow, B- bold, bold, cutting opinions here. Yes, um and then he has the drop touchdown, which again that sucked too. D- D- Griff, are you in agreement there? Yep. Yeah. Keep going. Phew. Yeah, it'd be really bad if we fell out live. Um, Yes. And then, and then he redeems himself, but yeah, the offense was sort of getting in his way, but should we talk about a redemption? Cause that was one heck of a drive. And I, I tweet, I said earlier in the game, I'll stop saying that I tweeted, but you can follow me on Twitter at Matty F Brown. You can follow Griffin on Twitter at C Mike's spin move. I tweeted early in the game. It was weird how they were kind of running um, so much on early downs. I'm interested to see how that shakes out now over the whole season of course they've been like 60% um in neutral situations early down pass rate correct yeah well i mean this
1: game they they did open fairly pass heavy though
0: they did maybe, i felt maybe, like they were running on
1: on i think they had account. a couple of run heavy drives right i think that's because so it, it's kind of an illusion because they they started the year win and under center they started the year passing a lot in under center but gradually over the past few weeks, when they've been an under center, they've been running more within that formation. So mm-hmm. when you don't see a lot of under center play actions, it kind of gives the illusion that they're being super run heavy, even when they're not, because they're just spending more snaps and gun and pistol. And they're just saying like, Gino, just go be a drop back passer and just get it to him, which he <laughs> does for up, the most yeah. part. So it, it gives an illusion of it. But that said, their early down pass rate, through the first three quarters was like 65 percent this game okay
0: well that shows them anecdotally i'm a very unreliable person but anyway same
1: because i was like oh this probably feels like a 55 45 game 50 50 game maybe even Mm. and i checked it and i was like oh wow um They're actually anyway, passing a lot. So it's just it's re, re, the under center runs.
0: Yeah. But regardless, that drive where it's like, okay, we're sort of, it's a one score game, only three point lead. And then they open uh, five, they go, they go five passes down the field. They, they mix in a bit of tempo. They throw it off cornerbacks. Um, Gino said it, they, that there was a lot of cover zero in the, the game in general. And I think one of them was a cover zero beta. He said he, they got like twenty plus snaps to cover zero, which again is what you get with uh, Don Wink Martindale. Indeed. But um, it is Don, right? Don. Yeah. Yeah, Don. Um. That's so cool having the name Don, and then going now. Nah, you know what? That's that's a cool name, but I'm gonna go by Wink. By like, Wink. Yeah. He's kind of aced it there. Good job. Anyway. Well, it gives him drives. some
1: flexibility because in some circles he can go by Don, and I'm sure it works. In other circles, you know, wink, and I'm sure that that's done a lot for him.
0: And the, even know. Coach Martindale. I mean, Martindale's a great surname. That's
1: yeah, no, very distinguished.
0: He's got the trifecta.
1: Yeah, and he's got good blitz packages. So yeah, I mean, he's got a lot. He's got a he's got a lot of good packages going for him. There you go. Name so, and blitz.
0: The drive where they go five straight passes. Um, that was baller. And it ends with the double move to lock it after they've sucked up the cornerbacks yeah. and they've hit it underneath and they're like, "We'll throw another hitch or comeback or something at you." Are you gonna do anything? And then psych. And yeah. it was cool after the game. Gino described how Lockett saw the corner was playing squat technique on him, so it gave Gino a hand signal for their double move play for a double move play they have. And Gino was like, "Yep." Yeah. And then perfect throw, beautiful spiral yeah and lockett catches the touchdown redemption seahawks step on the throats and all's well that ends well yeah the so
1: on that on that note you know the 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 deep balls especially down the sideline they are happening so frequently now that i'm no longer like remarking like oh my gosh are they going to be can they access the sideline now like it's just something you are no longer surprised by it's just you've moved out of the
0: concern you've moved out of the concern it's just a thing the that comfort.
1: they do it's just a thing that they do now yeah um they've done it to dk to goodwin and tyler lockett
0: so um and that's all again good stuff. if you go back to the west virginia stuff gino could sling it deep oh yeah you yeah. could sling it deep so it, it's, it's very cool yeah very very as, cool
1: especially as the protection you know part of it is that you know we're so used to those those deep side sideline balls coming in a certain way right with russell wilson for so long so this is you move, move out move. of right you move out of that world into something kind of a little bit more conventional you know when and how they come and what they look like but it's just hit them when, when you do when you do sling it out there hit him. and he's i mean he was perfect today throwing those sideline balls you know so um yeah good stuff
0: so I want to talk about like this being a big victory in terms of like Pete Carroll's post-game press conference because he was exuberant. I mean, yeah, they're top of the NFC West. I think there's a good vibe around the team. But like Pete is saying, uh, on the Seahawks playstyle, look at how we're playing. We look like how we used to look, referring back to the Legion of Boom era. And the stadium is rocking like it used to rock. And we're playing the kind of football that gives us the chance to win every time we go out, which, I mean that's i don't think he felt they were doing that in 2021 for instance um 20 he also said on the 2022 seahawks "It's happening and i'm really excited about it we're just getting warmed up we're right in the middle of it all and we've got a long ways to go um exciting and then he called out the haters (laughs) He, he went even further than than other comments and he said uh all the people that doubt like you referring to greg bell who uh, it was because greg asked the question but i think he was sort of joking with all the reporters in the room he said it's uh, like like you you're losing it you know we've run the ball too much you know we don't understand football you know you can't stay up with a new game and all that kind of stuff that's a bunch of crap i'm telling you because look we're doing fine we're all right so i don't mind proving it day in and day yeah. out yeah so yeah awesome and yep. the, the vibes around the team are very very positive.
1: Yeah, and winning does that, but it's th- this team definitely has its own special character to it that even if they keep say 99% of the roster for next year, the, they'll they'll take on like a different form, a different mentality, right? Like yeah. th- th- this 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 year for this team with how they got to this point will definitely be its own thing and something you probably can't relive, you know. Um yeah, Pete described like-
0: them as special, you know
1: yeah yeah um it's cool like they've they they've rallied around gino but then gino's also clearly not someone that needs rallied around per se so it's like he's giving that energy right back and uh like you see him on the side like like not to infer too much because i'm sure we have no idea what the dynamics of the relationships are because we can't hear what they're saying we don't know what they do during the work week you know and it, like we can't hear the conversations most of them anyway but just from what we can observe on the sideline, like he's clearly like a a hardened vet quarterback presence who can talk up the whole sideline. You can like, tell that they're they buy into his, it, you know. His
0: conversation with um D Esgridge and Gino referenced that after in his press conference as well, where he, he says how he, you know, D takes things really hard and he wants to be right. And I I actually wonder, you know, if there's an uh, element of him trying too hard at times, which would explain yeah. some of his errors, right? You know, trying to force really. it a bit too much and not being loose out there. But Gino says about being that guy who, you know, was supporting D and, and talking him through it. He also went over to Tyler Lockett after Lockett's drop. And yeah, I, I think that speaks to that. And Carol described Gino as the real deal in his post game press conference. And you can't really argue with that. I mean, this should have been, I mean, we, we, we've already said it, but this should have been like uh, a three possibly four touchdown game for Gino. I, I know yeah. football's full of if, buts, and maybes, but this was a very well uh, not if buts and maybes. That's not how the saying goes.
1: Sorry to cut you off. The uh, saying uh, goes no, if no, you remember. No. Yeah, fine. If if and buts were candied nuts, we'd all be snacking like kings. That's how everyone says it. Mm. Maybe they do it differently in England. But here that's what people say. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. Fine. Fine. Um absolutely necessary. Thank you.